a lot of people weren't perfect. And so I was like, why am I trying to be perfect when people are still buying from people who aren't perfect? My name is Kat Del Carmen. I'm a wife, mama, and business coach to badass women. Here's the thing. So many of us were raised to believe that a college degree and a nine to five job is the only road to success. I'm here to tell you it's not. On this show, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to challenge you to think differently, take action before you're ready and show up as your future self. We'll talk about business, growth, mindset, and the tough stuff in life. My guests will inspire you and give you insight to what is possible. So if you want to start an online business, I'm here to teach you. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Follow That Fear podcast. I am so happy you are here and so grateful you are here. I'm really, really excited for today's episode. But before I get into that, I want to remind you, If you have listened to an episode in the past, and if you've taken even the smallest thing away, it would mean so much to me if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories. This is how the podcast grows, so it would mean so, so much to me. All right, so there's a lot going on in my business. Things are moving. Things are shaking. I am, I'm just in awe of like how much can happen when you show up bigger, when you really lean into what is scaring the F out of you and you get strategic, right? Like it's a perfect mix of that. I've been working so much on my mindset, y'all, and it, it shows because I'm seeing results. It's just wild. Anyways, I'll keep that for another episode. I am so excited for today's guest. I have been following this guest for so long on social media. She is someone, not only do I look up to her, but she is just an overall badass when it comes to the digital space, specifically in the digital product realm. I always call her a digital product queen because that's what I think she is. She is just so good at what she does. Okay, I should just tell you who it is. You already know, you've seen the title. Today, we have Molly Ho on the Follow That Fear podcast. Molly Ho is a branding and marketing strategist and designer. She teaches creative entrepreneurs how to streamline their marketing, make more money, and save time through digital products. This woman gets so real on this podcast. Like she is just a gem really in real life. And I am just so grateful she's on the show. So on today's episode, she's sharing everything about building her digital products, what inspired her and also some of her struggles and what has been tough along the road. She also just launched her podcast last week. It's called Keep Getting Better Podcast. You will love, love, love her. I know you're going to take so much from this episode. And if you're a person who wants to create some digital products at some point, you're going to want to listen to the show. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Tell us a little bit about how you grew up and what brought you to where you are today. Because I, just a little background for the audience, 
I have been following you for quite a while. And even when I started following you, I, I really like went down your Instagram's um, lives or your IGTVs and really did homework on like who you were and how you got started. Cause I'm really interested in like how people started. Um, so give us a little background, like how did you grow up? Who's Molly and what brought you here? Yeah. So I was actually on the internet when I was eight or nine with Neopets. I remember my friend first showed me like Yahoo Mail and she was so excited. And I was like so excited, but I had no idea what Yahoo Mail was, but I went over to her house and she's like, Molly, how to see this? And then she introduced me to like Neopets a week after and that was like the beginning of my internet career. And that is so uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't even thought about Neopets in like, I mean, obviously many, many years. Yeah. So I spent like my weekends playing Neopets. I didn't actually play Neopets. I created like a pet pages. So I was learning how to code and design and like using Photoshop and then when MySpace came out, I was making MySpace layouts. And sometime I think in in like high school, I stopped using like design and all of these things. And it wasn't until I left my job and I was like, okay, I really want to start my own thing because I thought about it and I weighed out all my options. So I went to community college, but then I decided not to get a bachelor's degree. And so I was like, okay, even if I spent the next four or five years trying to build my business, and I fell miserably. I had like no confidence in myself at the time. Um, even if I like fell miserably, I'm sure I'll learn something from the experience. And so that's what I decided to do. And luckily things turned out really well for me. Um, so yeah, that's like wow. a little rundown. <laughs> How did your family take you not getting a degree? Okay, so when I was in community college, I had this like anxiety attack and it wasn't my first one, but it was my first one where I told my mom about it and I was freaking out and she's like, you can take a break, like you can take a semester off if you need to. And hearing that was like the plant, she, she like basically planted a seed in my brain, like, oh, maybe I don't have to go the route that I always thought I had to go because college was always a non-negotiable. And I think from that moment on, I was like, oh, maybe I don't have to do what my parents expect of me. Um, so they didn't, I don't think they took it well, but <laughs> my parents are also like really, um, they kind of just leave me to do things on my own. And that's kind of the way I prefer it too. So yeah. Oh, that's, I have a lot of people who listen to the show who are first generation. And I feel like and it's not just for people who are first generation, but like our family sometimes can put so much on our shoulders, you know, mm -hmm. and we want to like please them and make them happy. And like I, so even for me, I went to, I went to college straight out of high school Yeah, ended up taking me 10 years, which means I have 10 years of loans. Yeah. <laughs> like it was horrible. That being said, I really just went because my mom wanted and I never was good at school. Like I never was good at it. So I'm always curious about like, I know how it feels to want to give up on it because mm -hmm. I thought about it almost every single semester. So I always like looked fond to the people who were like, oh, they're going to do it. Have, did you always have this like, I mean, I guess you did because you mentioned it, but like, did you always have this entrepreneurship, like, you know, like vibe in you, um, energy in you? Because obviously you coded and all that. Did you really 
envision making money off of it when you were little? So when I was little, I envisioned myself having a personal brand before I even knew what a personal brand was. I always wanted like a platform and which is really funny because uh, if you meet me in person, I'm like kind of quiet and I don't really talk unless me and the other person vibe. Um, like I can, I, t- I told my friend recently, I'm like, I either talk to you for eight hours or I talk to you for eight minutes and I'm done. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to do something on my own, but I, I couldn't imagine like what that was because I didn't grow up around any business owners. It wasn't until I started my own business and found like all these Facebook groups that I realized that there were so many online business owners. And so I always knew I wanted to do something on my own, but I didn't know how that would happen. And that was actually how I ended up at my last job because they were a husband and wife, like um, they both owned their own businesses and I wanted to learn from them. Um, So they were the first ones I think in my life, well, besides the pizza place I worked at because he owned like an individual pizza joint. but I think that was the first moment I met someone who like started their own business. That's so cool. So yeah. you purposely intentionally worked there so you could learn from them. That's so, so, so smart. I feel like anybody who goes into a space working for entrepreneurs is like going to learn so much. That's so awesome. Yeah. So a lot of folks and in your audience too, and in my audience are either really in the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey or they even just want to create side hustles and like create a possible digital product or like really getting their head around um, understanding that like their knowledge can become some type of product. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, there are a lot of mindset blocks that happen when you are going through this process. You know, I'm sure you know all about this. So can you give us a little bit of background on like the biggest mindset blocks you had when you started building your social media presence and your business? Well, the good thing for your listeners is that I literally had every single one. (laughs) (laughs) Like every single one. Throw it out there and I probably went through it. I'm probably still going through some of them. <laughs> I love that. I hope you guys really, really take a moment to hear this because if you're listening to this and you, this is the first time you're hearing of Molly, go check out her Instagram because she's a badass. And anybody who follows her for like a while knows how amazing she is. And I think Molly, I think for you to sh- just share that with my audience, like in our eyes, you're like the queen of digital products and you like go relentless when you launch. Like you're such an amazing launcher and you still have these mindset blocks. Like, that's I so still have a lot. Yeah. So um, um, which mindset blocks are like the top ones? The top ones, I would say, well, I had a major lack of confidence, like I mentioned earlier, I also had imposter syndrome, like who am I to do this? Um, perfectionism was a huge one because I feel like a lot of immigrant, like immigrant families deal with that one. Um, also not feeling good enough. And then also comparison because I don't know about you, but my parents' friends love to compare me to like everything and everyone when I was younger, like everything. <laughs> I was lucky. I was raised by a single mom and she wasn't like that because mm-hmm. I think it was because she was a single mom and so many people would like compare our our kids for her. Like, oh, she needs a father, you know? Uh, yeah. 
But I know so many people who feel like the weight of, oh, but these kids are going to freaking this school and UC Berkeley and Yale and Stanford and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during my first year, I really struggled with not going to college and not going like, you know, the traditional route, because even in this online space, everywhere I looked, everyone's like coming from corporate and they had like all of these years of experience. And here I was, I was like, I don't really know what my skills are. I don't really know how to sell. Oh, that was the other thing. I didn't know how to sell at all. Um, I not only did I not know how to sell, I was afraid of selling. So every time I got like on live, I would be like sweating. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because you don't know, you do not come off like that at all. You, well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that is, that's crazy. Yeah. So when it comes to like, I'm going to call on a couple of those, just curious. Mm-hmm. How did you like, what actual actions can you think of? Or maybe it was just taking action. Um, in terms of combating uh, perfectionism. I feel like that. I literally was on one of my, I have a group program going on and we had our first call today and we talked about that because one person's like, Oh, but I want it to be perfect. What, how did you combat one perfectionism Two, how have you gained confidence along the road? Question curious about those two. Yeah. So for perfectionism, I realized that I started looking around and not saying that other people aren't their stuff isn't quality but I started realizing that a lot of people weren't perfect and so I was like why am I trying to be perfect when people are still buying from people who aren't perfect and I was like okay you know what really changed everything for me I just got tired of not even being broke because I did save a lot of money for my pat like old job but feeling broke I was like tired of feeling broke and feeling like nothing was working in my business. And so I kind of combated like all those mindset blocks at once. And I started like reading and listening to, you know, motivational things on um, YouTube. And with perfectionism, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. And what I really learned this year is that you can always improve on things. So even with my membership, I was like, okay, it's brand new. I, I kind of know what people want, but I want people to tell me what they want. And so after I think two months of my membership, I updated the whole, like all of the material. And that's what I want to remind people of that you can always improve things and refine things. And your first draft probably isn't going to be that good because you still have to do things like market research and improving your customer experience and all these things. And nothing is set in stone. Yeah, that's so, so true. It's it's like Apple. There's like 13 versions. I actually don't know how many versions there are. But like, I imagine they were thinking about their version three when the version one was coming out. And they still kept putting them out. So I thank you so much for sharing that because we got like, we've got to learn to just put out what we have. Obviously, you put effort into it. But like, we have to start somewhere. Yeah. Thank you. Here's the deal. If you are launching something for the first time, or if you are launching something soon, and you don't have some type of plan around it, I want to help you. 
I have a launch toolkit training that is going to give you a high level launch strategy so you can really take the time to plan out your launch. If you are doing the work to actually launch something, you have to put the effort into launching it with intention. So if any of this resonates with you, I want you to go to www.catdelcarmen.com slash launch toolkit training. This training is going to help you get clear on what direction you should go to launch your thing. Can't wait to see you inside. What was your second question? The confidence piece. Because there's a lot of folks who also, and I think we all can struggle with confidence. Um, but if, if, if confidence is something that's like been difficult for you for a long time, like, especially from our childhood, um, Mm -hmm. and we've grown into this influencer and digital marketer like you, how, how, what has helped you grow a confidence? And actually one more question, is there ever moments where you're like, oh shit, I'm badass. (laughs) Uh, yes, your last question. Um, and then with confidence. So when like I was doing Neopets and Tumblr and I was on Instagram when Instagram first came out, I always loved like sharing my story, but I never really put my face to it. Um, and so when I started my business, that was scary for me. I didn't want to tell like any of my friends or family what I was doing. Um, actually when I was my ex, I didn't really talk about like, a lot of things at all. Um, so with confidence, it really didn't come in. I would say, honestly, maybe even the beginning of this year. Um, for me, it really came when the testimonials came in. And but with showing up, if people are like, how does she show up anyway? I think it's just for me, it feels like part of the job, you know, this is the path I took. And so when people are like, well, I don't want to create content. I'm like, well, okay, you you don't have to have a business like a business on social media. You can um, build your business other ways. But if you choose to do it this way, then that's kind of like part of your description, you know? And so that's what I kept reminding of my, myself of. And I knew that I wanted to like write books someday um, and like speak on stage and all of these things. And I knew that the only way to make progress was to keep showing up and to continue showing up. And even now I still struggle with like things, these things sometimes for a lot of like months in 2020, I did not want to show up. I didn't want to show my face on Instagram. I didn't want to take any more photos, et cetera. And it's okay. Like we're going to go through these like humps and especially this freaking year, like mm-hmm. this is yeah, <laughs> but it's been a wild, wild kind of year, and I think it's important that we just like also as much as we have to show up for our business, like it's also important to just trust yourself. And if you need to like show up in a different way, mm-hmm. um, you do that, you know, because there's gonna be times and in life, regardless of the year, like it's just gonna happen. So. Thank you for giving us permission, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about digital products. Um, I really think you're like the queen of digital products. Like I, I, when I first started following you, um, I forget when it was, it was earlier this year 
And I, you were just like churning them out with such confidence, like churning them out with such confidence. And you were also just giving such value in your con your free content, like your Instagram content via stories, via IG lives and um, IGTV. Um, and then your posts, like your posts are insanely, insanely, they're either inspirational or, I mean, you're really providing value. Um, so what have you learned about digital products from a, like a wider point of view? Cause you've, you've created so many of them now and you've had such experience with them. You also have a membership now. So I would just like to know your like POV, like what is your point of view when it comes to digital products, um, since you, since launching your first. Yeah. So I would say the first most important thing is, um, a lot of people don't want to hear this, but having the number, like having a community matters and having like a decent size following matters unless, so the thing with digital products is that you want to keep in mind of your price point. So if you're selling something at a low price point, you need a high volume of sales. But if you're doing like a group coaching program at a higher price point, then you don't need as many followers. So when people try to create like a $27 product or even a $97 product, you have to make sure that your audience's size is like decent. And then I would say the second most important thing I learned is taking care of your customers because I feel like so many people in the industry, myself included, have had bad experience with like buying courses or programs. And I've had people come into my DM saying that, Like, I really want to join your thing, but I bought this other thing. And so I'm not really sure. And so it's like, I feel like it's hurting the whole industry. And so when I talk about it, I really want to talk about like product delivery and customer experience because a lot of when the membership now are repeat customers, they bought like the $27 thing, they bought the $397 thing. And so if you want to build a sustainable business, that's here like three years from now, then you really have to take care of your customers. And that means like following up with them. Um, in the beginning, I fo- even now, I still follow up with people like, like if they've been in my membership for a month, when they join my course, I follow up with them, even though it's not scalable. But, but because most people won't go that extra step, they're going to remember that. Yeah, no, that's so, so, so true. I, I'm learning that as well as like, I just launched a group program and it's crazy because three of the six women are repeat customers. And it's, I, I, I didn't, you know, I'm new at this. So I'm like, it's just crazy to me, but it's like, it is about that. Like taking care of your customer, even when they're at like a $200 price point or a $27 price point or whatever that is. And I know you started with a Facebook group, right? Like a free Facebook group. Now you have a membership, which you are you know, so much values in there. I've seen your promos and I know people in the group, um, so much value, but you mentioned that you really started generating a community and that that was an important piece. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about growing the community piece. Um, what kind of, what strategies did you use? Obviously a Facebook group. Um, how did you, how, how did you split up your time between Facebook group, Instagram, and what was like your, your thought process on like growing the community before the digital product? So I didn't really know I was going to go into digital products when I was creating my community. I don't know how, well, I kind of don't know how, but I feel like I've always been decent at growing communities, even like when Neopets, 
um, Tumblr, when Instagram first came out, like I was always able to grow a following fairly quickly. Now it's kind of hard because there is more competition, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, but when I started my Facebook group, I actually started outsourcing. So I had someone helping me with my Facebook group. And so if I was using multiple platforms, I had like, you know, someone else helping me, but I was also using Pinterest to drive traffic to my website. So that's how I grew my email list. And what's growing up? Yeah. What's growing up? Genius. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so I don't know. I just like kind of built it over time. I always loved sharing my story and I'm a Gemini. So I love like, I didn't always love talking, but I always loved writing and like communicating. And so I think that people just want to connect and they want to feel like they belong and they want to feel like they're not alone. And so I think that's kind of how I built it. Yeah. And you also show up so real in yourself. And it seems at least since when I started following you and like, I would dig into the older stuff, you Mm -hmm. were super vulnerable, like at that time, like you, you weren't like, you know, like yeah. it didn't seem at all like that you were pretending at all. Like you were like, no, like uh, this is what I'm doing for my growth. I really want to start this business. And I really respect that because that's kind of how I started with this podcast is like, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm on this journey. If you want to come with me and it's, and it's just been one year and I'm like, Whoa, everything's changed. Um, but I love that you've always shown up very real especially you guys go check out her, um, IG stories and like go all the way to the end. I hope it's okay <laughs> to tell them, you know, but I, if people connect with you so much, that's how I connected with you. And I became like a loyal fan of Molly's because I, you always showed up very honest and real in the moment, whether there was success or whether there wasn't. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's honestly what I wanted to do when I was I remember when I was five and I just said, I just want to be honest. Like, I was like, I don't even know what that means, but that's just, yeah. What has been the hardest part of this journey? I'm just curious, like you've grown so much. Oh, I actually have one more question. Yeah. How long have you been running your business? And then two, what's been the hardest part? So I started my business. Well, I started this, um, being online in this, business world since 2016 but I wasn't profitable until 2018 mainly because of mindset and lack of confidence um and what was your other question no 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 and then the second piece was what has been the hardest part about this journey and I thank you for sharing the time because I think people think people just like have this overnight success and Mm -hmm. it's just not true. Like, sure. You can be like, you just said you're good with social media in terms of growing a community, but that's obviously for two years, like you really struggled with like showing up and like believing that you can sell something. So for my audience, I just want you to like really listen to that, that like we all have our things and even if you're really great at one, it doesn't mean you still have to really purposefully work on the other. And yeah, I just wanted to really emphasize that because that was really, really helpful for beginners to understand that it's like, no, just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean, you know, the other, it just like all is easy. 
Yeah. So what's been the hardest part of this journey? Like what has been the, the struggle, at least the couple struggles that have just been the hardest part? Um, okay. You might want to, I don't know if you want to edit this part out. Um, but honestly, the hardest part for me has been like, um, This episode is brought to you by Show Up Real. Show Up Real is my eight-week group program to help you accelerate your personal brand, but do it in a way that feels authentic to you. Throughout this program, I help you gain clarity on what you want your message to be and also identify who you're talking to so you can build a community that feels so real and authentic to you. If any of this interests you, I want you to go to www.catdelcarmen.com slash show up real to learn more and be added to the waitlist. The dating life. I'm like, I want to say that, but I also don't want to like, I mean, it's, I it's okay. It. Yeah. You're okay with it. <laughs> what? If you're okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Cause the dating part has honestly like been the hardest part for me and part of me is like I love being independent and I love like doing my own thing mm-hmm. and you know I've been single now for two and a half years but I don't know if it's because I didn't go through like a boy crazy phase in high school so now I'm going through it um <laughs> girl I don't blame you two and a half years is a long time like yeah but when I mm-hmm. I feel like that's like it's not crazy if you're a successful entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I was traveling last year, at some point, I was like, I really just want to be with, like, enjoy life with someone. It wasn't that I needed someone in my life. But, you know, I think there's that quote of like, it's not that I need you, but I want, like, I want someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that has always been like on the back of my mind. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. And that's so funny. This actually, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation on this podcast, um, but it is like, I think a lot of people don't realize how lonely the entrepreneurship world is. Um, and I'm married, you know what I mean? Like I have a partner and it's such a, you know, it's definitely like, it's such a blessing. Um, but I can't even imagine doing it without a partner because it's still lonely. Like it's still lonely with a partner. So I can totally see how that's difficult, especially because so much of your freaking time goes into Mm -hmm. your business just, just naturally. Like it's just easy to work in your business all the time. Yeah, for sure. Ah, that is difficult. Okay. Let's talk about who, like what legacy do you want to leave on this earth? Um, I, I don't ask this question to everyone, but I think I'm going to start in 2021 in the rest of this year. Uh, so what, what do you want to be your legacy? I really just want to help people or to have people be more self-aware with themselves and be honest with themselves and do the inner hard work and do like it's messy it's painful it's all these things and I get it but when I look back on my business your business can't really grow if you don't grow and 
when you ask all your like yourself all these questions of what does success mean to me or what does success look like to me or what do I actually want not what like the Facebook ads tell you you want or what the people on Instagram tell you that you should want or what society tells you that you should want like what do you actually want and being honest with yourself and knowing that like every season of your life is different I just want like people to be more honest with like themselves and everyone else Yes. And thank you. I mentioned this earlier, but thank you for always being so honest in your content as well. Um, I have one more question um, that I wanted to ask you outside of this. Um, I wanted to ask you what are your 20, like what is the bigger vision Mm -hmm. for Molly (laughs) and your company? Like what, what is like a a big vision you have? And then I'll ask you um, a little bit about your your membership and all that. But yeah. what's like the big vision for your company in the next couple of years, if you don't mind sharing? Okay, so I started seeing a quantum coach a few months ago and she was talking about how she saw me on stage. Like even if I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, like being on stage and helping people and I mean that on one hand, that is what I've always wanted of like writing books and being on stage. But then on the other hand, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but, I also, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I also like want to host retreats. And when I talk to my members inside my membership, I can like when I'm on the Zoom calls, I can see them being at events one day and like us talking in person or like being somewhere at a retreat or yeah, having that community in real life and I've met so many people over the years through Instagram and that's like how I've met most of my friends and most of my colleagues and so yeah there's a lot cooking in the future I'm really excited for that and I think nobody no I don't well I mean everybody who follows you I don't think is surprised by that because we want to see you in those spaces Um, And we envision you in those spaces because you have really built such authority um, and authority in this way that doesn't feel pushy. It doesn't feel like, you know, like this way is the right way. Like you have truly shared your journey along the way. And that is just so freaking inspiring. Um, So we can't wait. I cannot wait to read Molly's book. Okay. Whenever it is, whenever it is, I know there's a lot of things you want to do um, before that, but still, that's super exciting. So tell us about your membership, your website templates, um, anything else we should know. Um, And obviously you guys go check her out on Instagram and go follow her. And then you can even take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and tag us both. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your membership. Yeah, so my membership is for aspiring and new entrepreneurs or um, even like service providers who want to start creating digital products. So I have this thing called the Keep Getting Paid Roadmap, and it goes over like some of the mindset stuff that we talked about today, um, branding, customers, product suite, marketing and sales, the whole thing. And every month I have like a monthly masterclass, and then we have co-working sessions where people can come and like work together and meet other members. Um, I'm also starting a book club. So it's kind of like a gym for business owners. And I always say like, take what you need 
because I don't want people to feel overwhelmed by everything that's going on either um, because I do have other things that I didn't even mention, but that's my membership um, and I really want to grow it. I really want to grow a community like in real life too and for my website. Um, so I am moving over my website to a new platform called Aspire Builders and it's basically like Kartra and Squarespace combined. So my website will be on there. My blog will be on there. My courses, memberships, low ticket offers. I can build funnels there. So yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. I've seen sneak peeks on your stories, but that is so exciting. I mean, the sneak peeks already look beautiful. And to be honest, let, let's be honest, guys. Everything Molly does is beautiful. <laughs> Like aesthetic is a hundred percent a part of her brand. <laughs> um, and we can always trust that anything you touch will look really, really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, it'll be, it'll be super aesthetically pretty and super simple to like, just take in yeah. your style. So yeah. yay. Well, go check her out guys. Go check out her website. What's your website? Mollyhillstudio.com. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay, one more question to end this whole episode, which I'm so sad it's ending, but it is an important question. I ask this to every single person that's on my show. How would you define fear? So I feel like fear is something that I don't know if I, I don't know if I know the answer for how I would define fear, but when I feel fear. I always ask myself, like, where is this coming from? What's coming up for me? Um, what What is the universe trying to teach me or what lessons do I need to learn from this? And I feel like fear is a process. It's a journey. Um, fears will come up in different ways. And even when I've worked on them, they will come up in, like, other ways. And for me, it's like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So like your podcast following the fear, right? And so whenever it comes up, like asking yourself what's coming up for you and why do you feel like it's coming up for you and what's the next step? I love that, especially the acknowledging of it. It's like, yes, I see you fear. <laughs> but really like acknowledging it and saying like, okay, I could still do this even with this present moment of fear. So yeah. Molly, thank you so much. You are so important to the online community and the people that follow you. I know a lot of them and every, all of us adore you so much. And we're really grateful for you not only like churning out content that is continuing to teach us, but really being a leader, being a leader and showing us that there is no like certain path that works best even though some coaches will tell you like, you got to go this way, you got to go that way, you got to go that way. Um, I feel like this whole time you've created this business that's been very like you. And that is really comforting because it gives us permission to like create our own way of doing things. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. One of my love languages is words of affirmation. So oh! <laughs> I have really enjoyed this conversation and I appreciate you and everything that you do. I've seen you grow this year and I'm so like amazed by you and inspired by you too. I mean, was I right or was I right? Molly Ho is such a badass woman and I'm so grateful that she was on the show. So if you want to keep up on everything Molly is doing and learn more about how she helps her clients, 
Go to Instagram and follow her at Molly Ho Studio right now. That's probably the best place to find her. And then also subscribe to her podcast, Keep Getting Better. It's her new podcast. She already has multiple episodes out. You're going to want to take a listen. Thank you so, so much for listening today. I appreciate you for being here listening to the Follow That Fear podcast another day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you took anything away from this episode, make sure to screenshot this episode, tag myself, tag Molly, and let us know what you learned. Let us know what you enjoyed about the show. It would mean so, so much to us and we'll make sure to reshare. That's it for today. I send you a big hug. I send you big love and I'll see you next time. Bye.